There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat. Or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. Year of Jubilee. I'm expecting celebration, emancipation, and restoration every day in Jesus' name. Amen. So God, we tell you that we are open and we are ready, Lord. Have your way and speak to us tonight with strength and power. Get the glory out of everything that happens tonight. Come on, in the building and online, say, Lord, I'm open and I'm ready. Now, so that heaven can rain down everything you need to hear. So heaven can rain down rhema, which is what God is saying based on what he said. Would you lift your hands, open your mouth, and worship God for five seconds right there. Ready? Go. Five. Four. Three. Two. Come on, somebody shout, speak, Lord. Let's go to work. So we're down to the last two messages in our series, The God of the Details. And what have I been teaching you all month from Psalm 37, 23, that the Lord directs the steps of the godly and he delights in every detail of their lives. Say, my steps are directed. Because your steps are directed, they don't have to make sense to you because it was a directive, not a request. God doesn't make requests. God gives directives. He gives instructions. He gives commandments, which means when I obey the instructions, when I obey the directives, when I obey the commandments, I experience the fruit. Watch me. I'm not even responsible for what happens when I get to the step. I'm just responsible for taking the step that I was directed to take. And for some of you, you're so concerned about, well, what is this? What is this? What is it going to be? What is it going to be? You're not responsible for all of that. The only thing you're responsible for is is to take the step. I need you right there where you're seated to just step like you're about to take a step. Online, I need you to just step like you're about to take a step. You're not responsible for if they call you back or not. You're just responsible for applying. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me? You're not responsible for how they respond when you reach. You're just responsible for making sure that you reach. The Lord directs the steps of the godly, and he delights in every single detail of their lives. God is in every detail. You ready for me? God is even into the details you thought he had nothing to do with. When you was at the club twerking, God was like, I'm into the details. I'm going to make sure you don't twerk, watch me, you don't twerk too close to the wrong one that's going to get you caught up in a bad relationship. 
You ain't going to say nothing to me? God has saw him the details of your life. That even when you were out there doing things you had no business doing, God made sure I'm going to cover you and protect you even though you weren't covering and protecting yourself. Because I'm the God that's in the details of your life. Say he directs my steps and he's in the details. So last Wednesday, last Wednesday, last Wednesday, last Wednesday, I introduced you to Ezekiel to show you that God often puts what we need uh, and what we need in valleys. Say he puts what we need in valleys, which means there's value in every valley. So I want to begin to walk through this again, and I need you to see this. I want to be like a, a physician tonight, like a surgeon tonight. I want to take a scalpel to the text so that you can see the value that's in every valley that you're in. Because if you don't view it right, you won't get value. I'll say it again. If you don't view it right, you will not get value. And for some of you, the reason you're still in certain valleys is because you haven't viewed these valleys right. So there was no value that you got from it, not because there was no value, but because you didn't recognize it. Let this be revelation for some of y'all. Just because they don't recognize your value doesn't mean you don't have value. Everybody can't recognize something good when they got it. Everybody doesn't know how to handle something good when they got it, which means, watch me, you can go, watch me, you can take the same package to one place and they say it's worth $5. You can take that next package to another place, they say it's worth $10. But when you take that package to the right place, they'll say it's priceless. And for some of y'all, your challenge has been that you've been surrounded by people that did not understand nor recognize value. But I'm going to tell some of y'all, there's value in your valley. Say, Lord, shift my perspective. Shift my perspective. Let me see it right, because if I see it right, I'll get the value out of it. Let me see it right, because if I see it right, I'll get the money out of it. Let me see it right, because if I see it right, I'll get the lesson out of it. For some of you, you need to hear me. That relationship, I know it felt like a valley, but it was designed to show you what to never settle for in your life again. I know that friendship felt like a valley, but it was designed to teach you what type of people you do not need around you. Because where you're headed, you don't have time to check your circle. Your circle got to be ready when you get there. Because you got places to go, and you got people to see, and you got things to do. Shout, there's value in my valley. So Ezekiel is a man of God, and his name means God will strengthen. And many people pray for strength, not understanding the purpose of strength is to do something with it. Why would God strengthen you if you're not going to do anything with the strength that he gives you? So if you're praying for strength, but you do nothing but sit on your blessed assurance, watch me, he won't give you strength. Have you ever slept too much? What happens when you sleep too much? You wake up tired. It's the same way with strength. If he keeps giving you strength, but you do nothing with it, this is why you feel so tired. You feel tired because you're not using the strength that he's given you. And for some of you, watch me, God will strengthen you as you obey the step. He will strengthen you as you take the step. Watch me, you're looking at the situation like, I don't know how I'm going to be able to do that. Baby, take one step. He'll strengthen you for that one. Take another step. He'll strengthen you for the next one. Take another step. He'll strengthen you for the next one. Take another step. He'll strengthen you for the next one. Take a leap and he'll strengthen you for the... So in Ezekiel 37 and 1, the Bible says the hand of the Lord was upon me. Pay attention. Being in a low place doesn't mean that he left you. 
because he was about to take him to a valley. But being in a low place doesn't mean God left you. The worst thing you could think because you're in a low place is, God, why are you doing this to me? God, where are you at? He's right there. The Bible says that the spirit of the Lord was upon uh, uh, or led Elijah, and the hand of the Lord was on Elijah, and he literally took him out in the spirit and put him in a valley. God put him there. Would you encourage somebody close to you to say, don't trip, God put you in this. I don't like their response. Try somebody that act like they got some sense. Look at somebody else say, don't trip. God put you in this. I... Oh, and if he put me in it, it's for my good. Ah! And it's for his glory. Some good about to come up out of this. Like this. It says, and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord, which means values increase your spiritual value. And he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord. Say, values increase my spiritual value. Psalm 119.71. Here's what the psalmist says. It is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn your statutes. What are statutes? These are rules for acceptable actions. In other words, he said, I needed to go through this so I could learn your rules for acceptable actions. Because there's some things that the world accepts that God says, I ain't accepting that. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. There are certain behaviors that your mom and them accept that God says, I ain't got to tolerate your little funky attitude. You come up in my house, so you log on with a little funky attitude with me. God says, I'll get a rock to praise me before I deal with your little stinking funky attitude. I wish you look at somebody next to you and just say, you got to learn his way, his way, his way. It is not our way. It is his way. It is not our will. It is his will. We were not, watch me, God was not created because he was not created to serve us. God does not exist to serve us. We exist and we're created to serve him. He said, it was good for me that I have been afflicted. How do you know that you're growing? When you can look at the gutter and say it was good. How do you know that you're growing? When you can look at a lie and say, I'm glad you lied on me. I'm so glad. Why? Because I learned how to outlive a lie. <laughs> I'm so glad that you walked away from me with your trifling behind. Why? Because I learned how to survive trifling people. Because you ain't going to be the last trifling one I deal with. I just needed to learn in the gutter how to deal with trifling right now. You ready? I said, are you ready? He said, it was good for me that I have been afflicted. It's good that you went through that legal trouble. Now you have authority in that area. Because any place you put your foot, the Bible says that he'll give that area to you. It was good that you went through that relationship trouble. Now you got authority in that area. This is why people are asking you for relationship advice. And you're like, why are you asking me? I'm still trying to figure it out. But you've already been through enough valleys that you've got value that you can share with other people. It is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn something. Ooh. Say, Lord, help me learn something. Help me. When I was coming up in Memphis, they'd say, you need to come in here and get your lessons. In other words, there's something you need to learn. And sometimes the best place for God to put you, the best classroom is a valley. Why? Because there's no way out except through. You ready? So, so what are his statutes? These five T's. Statutes fall in five areas. And these are things that you have to make sure that when you're in a valley, you maximize these things. You live these things out. You walk these things out. Number one, your time. This is faithful church attendance, whether it's online or in the building. Watch me. Do not let a valley make you unfaithful in the only thing that can get you through the valley. I never understood Christians that when they're going through something, the first thing they do is abandon the God that they need to get them through. 
Number two, your talent. This is serving. I'm going to push some of you. Serve in this building in Denver. Serve in Atlanta. Serve online. So watch me. You have gifts. You have talents. You have skills. You have abilities that God can use. And when you're in a valley, your serve becomes your setup. I'll talk over here because they ain't shouting over here no more. What do you mean? Watch me. Jesus said, the greatest among you will be the what? Servant. Which means the only way to go from the gutter to greater is to serve. I'll back it up and say it again. The only way to go from the gutter to greater is to serve. So as you're serving God's house, God says, now let me come see what you need in your house. Ah! As you're handling God's business, God says, now let me come and check your checkbook out. What's going on with your business? And I need some of you hear me. This is not the time to be unfaithful. This is not the time to get inconsistent. This is not the time to lose your focus. Because this valley, watch me, while it's got some value, I came to prophesy to just about five of y'all. Your valley is just about over. Number three, number three, that I might learn your statutes. It was good for me that I was afflicted that I might learn your statutes. I might learn to be faithful with my time. I might learn to be faithful with my talent. I might learn to be faithful with my thirst. This is prayer, praise, and worship. Hear me. It is so important that during prayer, praise, and worship that you're engaging. God is used to being worshipped, so he's not going to come to you to, watch me, to hear your another sad love song. Listen, listen, listen. You have been around somebody and they're like, let me run the music. And you listen to the music and they ain't got nothing but sad songs. You're like, I don't want to hear this mess. I don't want to. I should have cheated. Well, then you should have left. Why are you with somebody you should have cheated? And I should have did this and I should have did that. And I'm so sad and my baby left me and the frog died and the dog sick. It's too much. Don't nobody want to hear that? Watch me. So if you don't want to hear that, why would God want to come to your dead, cold environment to be tolerated when he stands in heaven and every time he moves, holy, holy, holy. He's surrounded by worship. He's surrounded by adoration. And some of you are like, why won't God show up in my life? You don't even want to show up in your own life. Create an atmosphere for him that makes him want to show up in the building and online. I'm going to count to three and I need you to give him your most radical praise. Let's create an atmosphere in him and wherever you're at that makes him show up. One, two, three, go! Show up, God. Show up, God. Show up, God. Show up, God. This is what you're used to. I got to give you what you are used to. You're used to being celebrated. You're used to being applauded. You're used to being leaped for. You're used to people going out of their way. And I will give him better praise than this. He's been too good for me to just sit there. He's been too good for me not to wave my hand. He's been too Somebody shout, he's been too good. Watch me. When you're in a valley, 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 your thirst will be attacked. So you'll be tempted to pull back your prayer. I don't feel like praying. I don't feel like praying. Because you're in a valley? If you don't pray, this valley going to be your permanent. But if you learn how to pray, this valley will be temporary. When you're in a valley, you don't feel like praising. Who wants to shout and be joyful when you're in a low place? But if you don't shout and be joyful, you're going to stay in that low place. And for some of you, watch me, you don't recognize how close you are to tiptoeing into depression. And if you don't release your praise right now, 
You're going to slide over into something you ain't got no business being in. I'm going to give you one more opportunity and only one more to open your mouth and release your praise to God. One, two, three, go. You will not be depressed. You will not live in anxiety. You will not have a nervous breakdown. You will not need pills to live. You will not need drugs to survive. Glory! Glory! Come on, be seated. Let's go. Let's go. It was good. It was good. It was good. It was good that I was afflicted. It was good. It was good that I was afflicted. So I learned to be faithful with my time. I learned to be faithful with my talent. I learned to be faithful with my thirst. Watch me. I'll bless the Lord when at all times. You give me some good news, I'll bless him. <laughs> Who grew up old school church? You grew up old school? I'll bless him. Ask me. Ask me. You give me good news, I'll bless him. You give me some news that makes me initially want to cuss, I'll turn a cuss into a clap. I'll turn a, I should have read you and your mama and your cousin and your brother and your sister too until I give him glory. I'll give him glory. I'll give him glory. Here's the next thing. Next thing. Your treasure, your faithful giving. It's easy when you get into a valley to say, I ain't going to be giving right now. God understands. Yeah, he understands you're going to stay broke. Let me make it as plain as I can make it. Let me make this clear. If you rob from God, what makes you think he's going to bless you? It don't work like that. Rob from me and ask me for $20. You're going to mess around and find out. Okay, okay. That's not how this works. If somebody took your car and then, watch me, and then came and said, can I hold on to something? You stole from me. Well, you know what the Bible says when you withhold your giving? Bible Malachi 3 says, will a man rob God? Being a, being a thief is different than being a robber. A thief means you did it in secret. A robber means you did it openly. In other words, you were bold. Like, yeah, bless me, God. He go $5. Now, if five is your tithe, okay. Watch me. If five is your sacrifice, because that's all you have, there's a difference between being unwilling and unable. Jesus looked at a woman that was giving one day, and she was a widow woman, which means she had no way of making income in the Hebrew culture. The Bible says she gave, she gave a mite. A mite is, is a half a penny. I don't even know how you calculate a half a penny. You know what Jesus was doing when it was offering time? Because some of you have been mistaught. God doesn't care about that. He only cares about your heart. Lies! He only knows he has your heart based on what you do with your money. Jesus said, wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart is. So what's going on during the offering? The Bible says Jesus sits up during the offering, and while offering time is going on, everybody's just passing the basket and all that. Jesus, watch me. This is the part of the service he's watching. Because the Bible says he sat opposite the treasury, and he watched what every person gave. Jesus posted up with his 12 to say, let's see what they finna give. Because I know I've been better to her than that, so that's all she put in there. I know the job I just gave him, and I, watch me, and he begged me for that job, and I just gave him that, and this the best... This the best she gonna do? Then this widow comes up. And you think Jesus would say, well, she's going through a lot. She's a widow. She shouldn't be giving right now. Mm -mm. He sat there and he watched her give that half a penny. And he turns around to his 12. And he said, you know what? He said, I haven't seen faith like this in all of this region. Because everybody else gave from their abundance. Watch me. She gave out of her lack. Which means what I'm about to do for her.
I came to tell somebody, your sacrifice is about to pay off. They called you crazy, but they're about to call you crazy while you walk into the bank. They said you shouldn't have been faithful, but they're going to watch God favor you. I need you to touch somebody on the shoulder and say, God is going to honor your sacrifice. Number five. Number five. It was good for me that I was afflicted. It was good for me that I was afflicted. It was good for me that I was afflicted, that I might learn your statutes. Here's the fifth one. Testimony, inviting others. Who knows Jesus because of you? It's very easy when you're in a valley to say, I don't want to tell nobody about the Lord. Watch me. You ought to be so on fire that people say, all you do, all you got on your page is church stuff. All you got on your Instagram is church stuff. But what y'all over, what he doing? What y'all doing over there? You ought to tell them, listen, well, if you were learning what I was learning, and if you were seeing the, the fruit and the results that I'm seeing, I ain't got to fight with nobody, baby. I got receipts. I ain't got to go back and forth with nobody. I got a praise report that God has been working in and through my life. If you went to a good restaurant, now, now, now that I've been doing all this traveling back and forth, when I open my Instagram, when I open my Instagram, I get all these videos that pop up about Atlanta restaurants. And this food, let me tell you something. So, uh, so on all the videos, they'd be like, it's bussing. Now, if that means something other than good, I don't know the other meaning. Okay? So if, it mean, if, it's got, if it's a double entendre, I don't know the double. I only know that part. Okay? You know, I got to say that because I might get a message. Bishop, you know, busting means something. I didn't know that. Okay? But I'll be looking at the videos like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then I look at how many people are looking at the videos. And then I look at who made the video. Watch me. It's not the owner. It's not somebody that works there. It's somebody that went got something good and said, y'all need to come too. Question, if it's good to you, why in the world when we look at your life, look at your social, look, why have you invited nobody? No, don't pay, don't pay that. I want that one to hurt. Who knows the Lord because of you? Who have you invited online? When, I'm, when you're seeing people getting saved every single day, how much of that is because you're doing your part? Lift your hand and say, Lord, make me an inviter. Say, and everybody's included. Nobody's excluded. So, so well, I'm not going to invite them. They're probably not the church type. Listen, what's the church type? What's the church type? Because you'd be surprised how many people, because of how Christianity has been presented to them, think, well, I can never go to a church. I, you know, I might get struck down. I might get, oh, no. I need you to learn how to recognize that Jesus is the one that does the change and not you. So you don't judge people. You don't say, well, you need to get, mm -mm. no, just no. Here's the invite. And you come just as you are. But once this word start getting up on you, baby, it's about to be busting. Ah! It's about to change your life from the rooter to the tutor, from the head to the toe, from the front to the back, north, south, west, east. You ready? It was good that I was afflicted. It was good that I went through that hell. It was good that you went through that divorce. It was good that you went through that bankruptcy. It was good that you went through that loss. It was good that you got fired. It was good. 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 Would you look at somebody and say, it was good that you were afflicted. It was good. 
Because you learn how to keep these five. If I don't know nothing else, I know how to be faithful. If I don't know nothing else, I know how to give them glory. If I don't know nothing else, I know to not stop my giving. If I don't know nothing else, I know not to stop my serving. If I don't know nothing else, I know not to stop my inviting. Here it is, Ezekiel, Ezekiel 37 and 1. Here's the second part of the verse. And he set me down in the valley. What do you do when God sits you down in a place you don't want to sit in? Ready? God directs you to valleys, watch me, to get value and to increase your value. On today's pop-up, I talked about how you make money with investments and things. And most, most ultra-successful people, they don't actually create products or services anymore. All they do is they know when to invest. When do you invest? When it's high? No. You invest when it's low. You buy when it's in the valley so you can ride it to the top when it's in the mountain. That's your share. You ready? Which means for some of you, when God wants to increase your value, he actually sends you to a valley. And he says the investments you make here are going to be what takes you up there. You missed it, so I'll back it up and say it again. Whenever God takes you to a valley, he says, now I'm going to invest a whole lot in you in this valley. You're about to invest a whole lot in yourself in this valley. In fact, you're going to sow like you never sow, but you're going to sow it from the valley. Come here, Genesis 26. The Bible says that Isaac was in a land where they had famine, and it didn't make sense that he was so in a land where it's famine. Famine equals valley. Say it. Famine equals valley. But God said, Isaac, if you sow in your valley, watch what the Bible says, and the Lord blessed him and gave him a hundredfold return in the same year. Now, wait a minute. What would happen if you released it in October and you saw a hundredfold by December 31st? I Come on, say my value's increasing. My value. God directs you to valleys to get value and to increase your value. So all of the things that are happening in the valley, watch me, you're going to reap when you come up out of the valley. But he makes you make the investments in the valley. So whenever you're in a valley, you need to say, oh, it's going to get good. Um, in 2008, there was a man. Um, that bet against um, mortgage-backed derivatives. And I don't want to make it too deep and complicated, but essentially what he did was when he saw that the housing market was going to go through a valley, he bet on that valley. Um, when everybody else was losing money and banks were closing, that one man, say one man. Now, if you don't shout off of this like it's about to hit your house, then that's totally cool. Because I will shout, and I already found out I got a bunch of runners in here for me tonight. And I got my own line family. You ready? This one man, say one man. one man. While banks were closing, while other companies were shutting down, this one man, because of what he did in the valley, he made three billion. Please touch your neighbor. Say your value's about to increase. Oh, I'm glad you're in a valley. I'm glad you're in one. I'm glad you're in one. Because your value's about to Increase. Let's go. Next part of the verse. It was full of bones. Okay. Valleys teach you how to assemble things. Valleys teach you how to put things together. All right. Many times you, 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 you can think it, but you don't know how to implement it. Ideas are easy. Implementation is hard. You, you ever drew out this, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. You cut pictures out of magazines, I'm going to do this and do this. And watch me, watch me. That's the skeleton, but God doesn't give you the skeleton. He gives you the bones and say, now build it. 
I'll talk over here because they ain't shouting over here no more. That's me. He's going to give you all of these bones. This is what you saw. You saw it all come together. But he ain't going to do it like that. He's going he gonna to give you this piece. It's all right. It's mine. <laughs> you ready? He's going to get, and then you're going to say, God, I feel like I'm losing my head. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm losing my mind. Well, this is the only piece he gave you. You're going to have to, you're going to have to assemble all of these other pieces together. And valleys teach you how to do that. Have you ever noticed how you figure some stuff out when you're in a valley? Okay. Let me talk to some single mamas and some single daddies where you ever had to go through a valley. And somehow you took $8 an hour and you raised three kids. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. And somehow you took scraps and you turned it into something amazing. I'm going to tell some of y'all there is value in your Let's leave his head off for a second. Because when you're in a valley, that's what you feel like. You feel like, you feel, you feel like I'm just losing my mind. Okay? What's well, I me? Mean, it was full of dry bones, but valleys teach you how to assemble things. Verse 2. And he led me in a circle. Now, this is deep. What do you do when God leads you in a circle? Let's talk. Me and you. Me and you. Me and you. Me and you. Let's talk. What do you do when it's God that takes you in a circle to look at what you don't know what to do with in the first place? I, why you got me in a circle around these bones? I'm losing my mind. I don't know what to do with these bones in the first place. And you got me walking around them. This is because, watch me, the first is so that you see what's there. The second is so that you can see it ain't going to change until you do something. <laughs> I got another runner. How the security man running? Ready? 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 Okay. Here's the third one. The third one is to see what you're going to do about it. First one is so you can see it's there. Second is so that you can see it ain't going to change until you do something. The third one is so that you do something. And I need you to touch the shoulder of the person next to you and tell them, say, you're about to do something with this valley. Oh, I'm not just going to sit here hoping something changes. I'm about to do something to make it change. I'm not just going to sit here and die. I'm going to do something. Come on, touch your neighbor. Say, let's do something. Let's go. Valleys give you a view of what needs to change. Valleys give you a view of what needs to change. So watch me. He says there were very many on the surface of the valley and behold, in other words, look, they're very dry. God, you've sent me in circles around what I don't know what to do with in the first place. <laughs> and behold, they were very dry. You ready? For some of you, your attitude has been very dry. Why so serious? You ready? <laughs> you, you, watch me, watch me. Your praise has been very dry. Your creativity has been very dry. 
Your energy has been very dry. Your five T's have been very dry. Which means I got to leave you there until I see you do something. It got quiet right now. What did I teach you on Sunday? He says there's very many and they're what? Very dry. What did I teach you on Sunday? More problems, more purpose. If you got 99 problems, this means it's 99 purposes. But watch me. But a shout ain't one. You got one shout right there. Come on, Wednesday. Come on, Wednesday. But a praise ain't one. Because this is temporary. This ain't going to be forever. I'm getting ready to come out of this valley. Let's go. So what did I teach you on Sunday? Bones. Bones means. Bones means. These words in Hebrew, the language of our Old Testament. So God said Ezekiel in a valley. It wasn't just bones. Here's what it means. Self. He said, Ezekiel, deal with yourself. I'm going to make you. Pay attention. Come here, Skeletor. I'm going to make you feel detached from you so that you sit up feeling like you're looking at you. I'll talk over here because ain't nobody saying nothing over here. Have you ever just been sitting in the middle of your day and felt like you looking at yourself like you observing yourself? Can I tell you that's God? He said, Ezekiel, I'm going to make you look at you. I'm going to make you look at you. And he made me circle around the bones. I'm going to make you look at you. Because you're so quick to look at everybody else. And what everybody else needs to do. And how everybody else needs to act. So I'm going to put you in a valley so you can look at you. Because you're spending too much time trying to change grown people. And I need you to do what you can do and stop letting what you can't do stop you. For somebody, I don't know who this is. This was your last day trying to get somebody to do something that they clearly don't want to do in the first place. You about to get it done, and I, here's what I heard the Lord say, without their help. I need you. Woo. Number two, the same. He set me in a valley of the same. He said, you're going to deal with the same thing until you do something different. He set him in a valley of pains. Not one pain, multiple pains. So for those of you who feel like it just seemed like everybody doing me wrong, good, you're in a valley, deal with it. Pains. In other words, multiple stab wounds. Some in the back, some in the front. Some on the side, some from people that you didn't expect them from. Here's what, here, here's what the Lord told me to do, and I'm going to do it in the real, but we're going to go ahead and do it in church tonight. Here's what the Lord told me to do. He said, son, I never need you to be shocked or surprised by a person again. I said, Lord, well, how do we do this? He said, what I need you to do, he says, I need you to pray that your discernment, which is the skill, um, discernment is your ability to recognize difference. He says, I need you to pray that your discernment is sharp because you're going to be able to see months in advance what their next move is going to be. They won't be able to catch you off guard because you're going to recognize the difference. Number two, 
Number two, I need you to pray for your discerning of spirits. That's a spiritual gift or the distinguishing of spirits. That's a gift. He says, I need you to pray that that gift is developed in you so that you can see the spirit behind something. So watch me. So you can anticipate it before it happens. This way, when the enemy thinks he's going to come in like a flood, the standard's already up. So I pray for everybody under the sound of my voice that's got their hands lifted in this building and online. That God would sharpen your discernment. That you would have the skill to recognize difference. So that when somebody's off or something's different, you'd recognize it. So you can prepare in advance. And I pray that God would give you the gift of discernment of spirits. Say, Lord, I receive that gift. So that you can see the spirit behind the person, see the spirit behind the situation, see the spirit behind the thing, so that you will never, ever, and ever, ever, never, ever, never, ever, never, ever, never be caught off guard again. I need you to prophesy to somebody close to you, say you'll never be caught off guard again. Push that with a praise. Push that with a praise. They fooled you once. They ain't going to fool you no more. They got you last month. They ain't going to get you this month. They had you sad last year. You are not going to be sad about this. Uh... Come on, let's go. He set me. He set me in a valley of dry bones of, of myself, of dry self. He makes you look at you when you're dry. He makes you look at you when you're dry. Yeah. Valley of the same, valley of pains, and then... Here's the last two definitions that shift. A valley of strength and a valley of wood. In other words, he says, he says, hey, this valley is going to increase your strength. This valley is going to increase your strength. Because what you're about to do, Ezekiel, after this valley, you need the strength for. Here's what's the trip. You don't really think that you're headed anywhere great because the valley is in between two mountains. Okay, let me help. A valley literally is formed in between two mountains. Say, so that's where a valley is. So because it's in between two mountains, I just came from a high place. I had to come down into this valley. But when I look ahead, I, all I see is mountains. I don't see the peak. I don't see a, another high place. Nor do I see a way out. Because this valley is literally formed between my last great victory and my next So, I can't see it because when I look at it, it's too big. So all I see is mountain. I can't see the peak because I'm in the valley. But I need you to take this out of your mouth. Say, I need strength for my next. You need strength to deal with people because you're about to be the vice president. You need strength to deal with people because you're about to be the supervisor. You need strength to manage your money because you're about to have millions in your hands. You're going to need strength to... Good God Almighty. Somebody lift your hand and say, Lord, I need strength for my next. Okay, it's a valley, valley, valley of dry wood. And valley of dry wood. Now, dry bones, right? So that means everything in this valley is dry. You dry, the same old same is dry. 
That's why some of you are frustrated with the people around you. Because they keep talking the same old same. And you said at some point, our conversation has to evolve. Because I ain't got time to sit up on the phone and just see how your day was. We could have did that via text. Y'all ain't going to say nothing, right? Self, same, pains, strength, wood. And what, and what is it? Dry wood. Well, now, 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 gee willikers. Why? Why? You got to say it like you're from the South. Why? Why would he put me in a valley of dry wood? Because number one, say, I'm building something. You ready? But then number two, dry wood catch fire fast. Which means you ain't finna be dry no more. I just need you to touch somebody's shoulder. You got at least three more touch your neighbors in the building. Online, you got to tag them or stretch your hand towards me if there's nobody there. Say, you are about to build a fire. And prophesy this. Wait, 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 wait. Before you shout, say, and what you build? Say, the previous thing moves slow. Say, but this next thing? Say, it's about to catch fire. Your name's about to be brought up. Favor's about to find you. Everybody gonna know your name. Everybody gonna come to your restaurant. Everybody coming to your business. Everybody finna call you for their service. You gonna go from overlooked to overbooked. It's about. It's about. It's about to catch fire. Come on, Wiz. They say it's about to catch fire. Oh, yeah. That's why it's dry. It's dry. It's dry. Because all you need, somebody got a lighter or a match or something. It's okay. A lighter or a match, something. Come on. Something, something. Something that looks like a lighter or a match. It's okay. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Okay, it's okay. It's okay. Don't worry about it. It's okay. I can get creative. Oh, y'all. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> we'll just use the sanitizer, okay? Just, I see. God says, God says, you're building something, Ezekiel. But this thing is about to catch fire. So it's dry on purpose. Which means no matter how much you prayed for me to rain on it, I didn't. You're not listening. You ready? Because you thought this was seed. Thank you. Here we go. I'm going to change you out for the sanitizer. There we go. That's all right. We got That's okay. Cool. Let me double dip. I got a lighter and some matches. And whatever you got. Come on. There we go. And this. Okay. You ready? I got all three. You ready? I said, are you ready? Yeah. See, there's some things you're like, God, why won't you just rain on it? Why won't you open the floodgates? Lord, why won't you let it grow? Why won't you let it be what I want it to be? He said, mm-mm. Mm-mm. I can't let this, I can't put water on this. I can't put rain on this. Because, because, because this, watch me, if I, if I wet it, it, it won't catch fire. Look at me. You need to thank God. Here it is, Wednesday, for everything God has not rained his blessing on yet. He didn't let it rain on it yet. Because in this valley, you're about to light you some matches. And that joker is about to catch that joker 
is about to catch. Harvest Church is about to catch. Your business is about to catch. Your money is about to catch. Put a praise behind it right now. Come on, Houston. Come on, Miami. Come on, Los Angeles. Can somebody say fire, fire, fire? Come on, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Wow. Ezekiel 37 and 4. Then he said to me, prophesy over these dry bones. Prophesy over yourself. (laughs) Prophesy over the same. Let's go. Prophesy over your pains. Prophesy over your strength. And prophesy over the wood. Watch this. Valleys are to unlock your voice. Because when you're on the mountaintop, you just, everything good, everything good, everything good. But when you get in that valley, it's going to be a fight between who's going to be the loudest. You heard this. You heard this. It's street code. I can make a scripture and back it up. Right? It's, it's street code. It says, it ain't the size of the dog in the fight. Size of the fight in the dog. Let me give you Bible to back it up. There was a man named Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus was blind, looked over, cast to the side because he couldn't see, so people thought he had no value. But what they didn't realize, watch me, is that even though he was in a valley, even though he didn't have vision, he had a voice. Ah! I ain't playing with y'all. Even though he couldn't see, he could say something. And for some of you, your valley's going to teach you not to focus on what you can't do. But your valley's about to teach you to focus on what you can do. Because Bartimaeus couldn't see. But when he heard Jesus was coming, he started hollering, Jesus! 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 Hey, Jesus! Have mercy on me! Ready? A valley told him to use his voice. Because you've been saying, I can't do nothing. And you've been focusing on what you can't do. So a valley makes you focus on what you can do. Can I finish it? Verse 7. So I prophesied as I was commanded. Which means valleys teach you to be consistent and persistent. Notice he says, I prophesied. Which means this is a perpetual verse. Which means it's a verb. He, He kept doing it. Because the first time you speak to the bones, they're just going to sit there. First time you speak to the same situation, it's going to sit there. First time you speak to it, it's just going to look at you. In fact, let me get in your business. Some of you, you're scared to use your voice because you're like, well, it seems like when I do speak, the opposite of what I speak happens. So the enemy wants to punk you. Now realize, and watch me, the delay in the response from the bones is part of the process because the bones, watch me, because they're not fully connected, this means, watch me, I got to speak till I get to the core of it. Okay, let let me show you what I mean. Let me show you what I mean. And there was a sound. So the first thing that he does when he speaks, there's a sound. And the word sound in Hebrew means complaining. That means when you finally start speaking right, 
the first thing that's going to happen is somebody's going to complain. You ready? And you're going to start complaining. Number two, and behold, there was a rattling. And when I don't say rattling, you got to say it like you from the south, say rattling. There was a rattling, there was a rattling, there's a rattling, okay, there's a rattling, right, 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 right. confusion. So after there's complaining, then there's confusion. So now watch me, if you, watch me, if you haven't followed the sequence, you'll let the confusion and the complaining make you stop your confessing. Because now I'm confused, because I thought this stuff was supposed to come together. Why in the heaven, hell, and earth is it coming apart? God, I asked you for better, why am I bitter? God, I asked you to increase me. What the heck? You ready? This is there was a sound complaining and behold a rattling, confusion. But watch me. Then, this is where we turned up in Atlanta. Let's see what's gonna happen in Denver. And then, out of nowhere. Suddenly. Immediately. The bones came together. Why? Because even when you got bad news, you kept confessing, all things work together for my good. Even when you wanted to cry, you kept saying, I will bless the Lord at all times. Even when you wanted to give up, you said, I was built for this. I was born for this. I was made for this. And I'm not going out like this. It's not over for me. Would you encourage somebody, touch them on the shoulder and say, it's not over for you. <laughs> Trying to get your shoulder. It's not over for you. Ready? Then, then the bones just came together. Watch me. How they come together. Bone to its bone. Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. How does, how does a bone know where to go if it doesn't have a brain? How does a bone, I want you to understand what happened. How does a bone know where to go and it doesn't have a brain? How does a bone know what bone, how did the hip bone <laughs> get to the thigh bone? Now, I know that's not the appropriate medical terminology, but you understood what I meant. See, you, let me tell you something. Here's your problem. You worried about the how. And I need you to look at somebody. I'm going to throw this skeleton. Because this is so good to me. You've been worried about the how. That's none of your business. That's above your pay grade for a department that you don't have classified access to. Because Ezekiel never said, now, Father, I need to learn. I need to study skeletons. No, you don't. Well, Lord, I need to go to school. So, no, you don't. All I need you to do is tell them to come together. And when you start speaking what you can't figure out, I'll make it happen. Bishop, how is it going to happen? I don't know how it's going to happen. But this one thing I know, won't God make a way out of no way? Won't he do it? Look at somebody say, won't he do it? Okay, let's go. How, how did the chest bone, <laughs> how the chest bone, how the chest bone know to get to the backbone? This is what we calling it. Because for some of y'all, that's what you finally finna have. You ready? Let's go. It says, the bones came together, bone to its bone. 
which means the bone found their fits and their fixes. You know what you're worried about now? The how. You know what you're worried about now? How it's going to fit and how I'm going to fix it. And that's, look at me, that's none of your business. Would you say it as politely as you can to somebody close to you online? Just tag somebody or type it in the comments. Just say, with all due respect, that ain't none of your business. As we've been on this journey, I've been shocked. I've been shocked because there's things that are like, God, I don't know. And then I show up and then they be like, I don't know. I'm like, oh, great. And we're like, praise the Lord. He took care of the how when I took care of the what. Prophesy to these bones. I'm just about done. Can I finish? Verse 8, but there was no breath in them, which means they came together, but it's incomplete. And our God is a finisher. He completes, but he completes in stages and steps, not all at one time. If he does it all at one time for you, you'll think you did it. If he does it all at one time for you, you'll be like, look at what my college education did. If he does it all one time for you, you'll be like, look at all of it. Look, look, look at what I have done. Oh, I tell you, look at what the Lord and I have done. Baby, bye. This what nobody. I know it's not good English, but come on, go with me, YouTube, and in this building. This wasn't nobody but God. So it's incomplete. So verse 9, then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath. Look at me. This, 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 this is the coup de grace of the message. That means the blow-up version. Like this is the Buster Douglas knockout punch. This the Mike Tyson bite your ear, okay? Love you, Mike. Ready? It just means this is, this is, this is what's this is going to be the takedown. You ready? Then he spoke to me and said, prophesy to the breath and prophesy, son of man, say to the, to the what? What did we just finish speaking to? Bones. Now you're telling me to speak to the breath? Ain't none of this got nothing to do with saying nothing to no people. Which means Valley shows you, here's the blow, that everything has an ear. Let's go. Valleys show you that everything has an ear. Well, what's an ear? It's the sense or the act of hearing. Look at me. Everything can hear you. Your new job waiting on you to say something. Okay. Y'all gonna look at me like that? Ask me, your new property waiting on you to say something. I got another, I got a walker and a runner. Watch me, your godly spouse is waiting on you to call them in. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. Say everything can hear me. Stand on your feet, stand on your feet, stand on your feet. In the building, in the line, stand on your feet, stand on your feet. In the building, in the line. Okay, let me show this. Come on, stand on your feet, in the building, in the line. Okay, because I need you to see this. Bishop, I don't believe that. Well, first of all, I don't recall asking. You can keep all that opinion to yourself. But let me show it to you in the Bible. Genesis chapter 1, verse 11. I want you to see this principle. Say, everything can hear me. Your body can hear you. So if you keep talking about, I'm just so sick. It heard you. If you keep talking about, I just can't lose this weight. It heard you. 
So you know what it's going to do? You can eat all the good eating you want to do. You can work out all you want. Your body, yada, yada, going to be like, no, nah, we can't lose this weight. She like it. He like it. I'm just so tired. So you know what your body says? Okay. You finna be tired. Your money can hear you. So when you say things like, I ain't even finna say I'm. When you say things like you broke, see, I, don't, I, don't, I can't even say it. When you say things like you broke, trust me, your money heard you. When you say it like, your credit's not good. Your credit hurts you. Equifax, Experience, TransUnion, and that other one. Ready? And your Lexus Nexus. Google it. You ready? It hurts you. It, it hurts you. It, watch me. Watch me. Your car can hear you. So when you buy, I hate this car. I can't stand this car. Your car be like, I hate you too. See if I start in the morning. See if I don't break down and I shouldn't break down because I'm too new to break down. But since you can't stand me, I'm going to show you how much I can't stand you. Now I know some of y'all think this is crazy, Bishop. But we're spiritual people. So let me show you to you. Let me show you. I can give you several places, but let me just go back to the Genesis gene, gene, the origin of a thing. Genesis, genesis. Then God said, Who are we in the image and likeness of? God. Let the earth produce vegetation. He spoke to dirt. You're not listening. Which means even your mess can hear you. Uh oh. And for some of y'all, you need to tell your mess, you've served your last day today. I ain't dealing with this mess tomorrow. I ain't dealing with this mess another day of my life. Ain't going to be no mess in my family, no mess in my marriage, no mess on my job. No me then God said, let the earth produce vegetation. <laughs> in other words, here's what he said. Here's what he said. If you go to King James or New King James, he says this. He says, let the earth produce grass. He says, and the green grass grows all around and around, and the green grass grows all around. Hey, he says, let the earth produce vegetation, plants bearing seeds, each according to its own type, and fruit trees bearing fruit with seeds, each according to its own type. Shout the last three words, or last four words. Everything can hear you. Watch me. The judge on your case can hear you. The prosecutor on your case can hear you. Y'all ain't going to say that to me. The jury for that settlement can hear you. The land can hear you. The building you want can hear you. Your new can hear you. Would you open up your mouth and just say everything has an ear? I'm going to give you 15 seconds to just cause some stuff in the atmosphere. And I call every resource that I need. And I call every person, place, thing, and idea that I need to show up, show up quickly, and show up ready to serve with confidence and aptitude. I declare that all things work together for my good. There is nothing that's happening that's not working for my good. Anybody that would set anything up evil or negative, I pray that God would cancel it, turn it around, and make it work for my favor. 
in the name of Jesus. I pray that the rest of this year be the best in our finances, that you do more in the last 70 or so days of this year than you've done in the first 10 months. I pray that we are 100% healthy and 100% healed. Cancer, go. Sickness, go. Diabetes, go. Blood issues, go. Breathing issues, go. I pray that there be none feeble among us according to the book of Exodus. Everything has an ear. Everything has an ear. If you want a new car, lift your hands. I call your new car in. And I pray you would not pay what they want you to pay for it. I pray they drop the price. I pray they drop the interest rate. And for some of y'all, I pray you pay cash. If you want a new job or you're starting a business, wave your hands in the building and online. I pray that your business would produce more than your primary job. I pray that God would cause you to have multiple sources of income. I pray that God would cause you to prosper in everything that you set your hands to. I pray that you would get positions you feel like you're underqualified for. I pray that God would set the people of Harvest high. Set us high. Put us in positions of power. Put us in seats of power. Let us rule and reign and conquer and subdue and rule and reign and conquer and subdue. Put a praise on it, right? and your children will be saved every last one of them I call them out of Islam I call them out of bad relationships I call them out of church hurt I call them out of mess and foolishness I pray that they would not be sexually promiscuous oh they can hear I pray that they would be curse breakers I pray that they would not walk in the same curses that got you but I pray in Jesus' name that they would rise up to be everything that you hope and pray that they would be in Jesus' name. Say, everything can hear me. Look at the person next to you. Say, everything can hear you. You ready? Okay, let's go. Look at me. If everything... If everything, if everything can hear you, if everything can hear you, this means tomorrow can hear you too. This means Friday can hear you. This means November can hear you. This means December can hear you. This means before it gets here, 2024 can hear you. Say, I speak to my future. And I command you to be better than my present. Come on. Say it with authority. Say it. I'll lack nothing. You can hear me. It can hear me. It can hear me. It can hear me. It can hear me. So look at this. Verse 10. And they lived. Come on. Come stand him up. Stand him up. Stand him up for me. Let's put his head on. Because now things have come together. Now I finally got my right mind. Uh-uh, no, we got to have you looking up. Can't have you with that gangster lean on your head. No, 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 no. Mm -mm, there you go. That's good. That's good. Leave right there. You ready? And they lived. And stood on their feet. Look at me. Who did all this? 
Ezekiel did it. God gave him the steps and said, now, son, you do it. You know what offends God? When you ask him to do what you're supposed to do. God is like, I'll give you the steps. I'll tell you what to do. But Ezekiel, I'm not going to speak to these bones for you. You speak. When the woman went to issue of blood, I was doing a podcast interview today. We're talking about the woman with the issue of blood. All right, woman with the issue of blood. She said to herself, because all that blood that was dripping could hear her. She said, okay, here's how I'm going to get healed. If I can just touch the hem of his garment, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, if it's working for other people, the same God that's doing it for them, he's going to do it for me. So watch me. When did Jesus say be healed? He didn't. He never told her to be healed. Okay, one more. Man, man by the pool for 38 years. I'm done. You okay? Man by the pool for 38 years. Jesus skips over everybody else. Why he skip over everybody else? There's sick people, paralyzed, lame, and blind. He skips over them because this man has none of those issues. But his circle did. So he took on the spirit of the people around him. Which is why for some of y'all, for some of y'all, watch me. When God puts you in a valley, he puts you in the valley. Because you keep taking on the spirit of people around you. You're not sick, but you're around somebody. <laughs> you ain't blind, but you're talking about, I don't know where I'm going. You're not paralyzed. You're not lame, but you're taking their spirit. So Jesus skipped over everybody else because he said, these people sick. you not. You ready? Here's another touch your neighbor. Just touch him. Say, your issue isn't your issue. Let's go. Let's go. So what happens? I, I have to go. <laughs> we have to stop. We have to stop. But it's just so good to me. He, said, he skips over everybody else. He gets to the man. And he says to the man, he says, hey, you, you want to be well? Well, you know, I'm trying to get in the pool. Every time I try to get in the pool, somebody steps in front of me to get in the pool. Jesus ignores his excuses. He ignores them. He's like, I don't even want to hear this. You're putting a hurting on my ears. You're, Malachi says, you're wearying me. What do you do when you weary the Lord? What do you do when the Lord is like, I'm so sick of hearing these complaints. You ready? So the man, he ignores his complaints. He says, get up. Did he say be healed? No. Why not? He didn't need a healing. He just needed to be reminded of what he could do. Ezekiel, you just needed to be reminded that your victory is in your voice. You just needed to be reminded that there's value in every valley. And they lived and they stood on their feet. How they stand up in exceedingly great army. Here's where they turned up in Atlanta. Let's see what y'all do. How are you going to the valley? One person. All you singers, come up here. All you singers, come up here. Come on. Don't, don't hurt yourself now. I ain't got time for healing tonight. <laughs> you ready? Okay. Okay. How he going to the valley? One. 
How he come out the valley? An army. How you go in the valley? With a little. I'm done Wednesday. But how you about to come out? With a lot. I need your praise to match the a lot you're about to walk out of your valley with. Go, go, go. Came in with a little, but I'm walking out with a lot. Thank you all. I came in with a little, but I'm walking out with a lot. Came in with a little, but I'm coming out with a lot because there's value in every valley. Heads bowed, eyes closed. In the building, end no line. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure because nothing I just preached applied to you. If you don't know the Lord, this God that we're talking about, he gives value in valleys. Who couldn't serve a God like that? If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. I don't care how far you've been. I don't care what you've done. Tonight's your night. On three, you slip your hand up in the building or end on line. One, two, three. If that's you, slip that hand up in the building or end on line. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. Father, I'm asking you for at least three tonight. Between this building and online. Online, no guilt, no condemnation, no shame. I got online ambassadors on every platform to see your response because your life matters to us. Black, white, tall, short, every background. I keep using this phrase, everybody's included, nobody's excluded. Because Harvest, as our reach continues to grow, everybody's coming from different walks of life. We're getting messages from people who are saying, Bishop, can I, would I be okay to come to the church because of this, because of that, because of this, because of that, because of this. And stuff that I'd be like, you thought you, yeah, come on. One person said, I, I got a tattoo. I said, come on, me too. You got to hear me. Jesus died for everybody. Everybody say he died for everybody. Even people you don't like. He shed his blood for. Pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I fall or if I fail, give me the grace to get right back up again. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. There is value in every valley in Jesus name amen just pray that prayer you know what to do or maybe you don't so let me make it clear you text harvest to 55498 or scan that QR code I already made reference to it some of you I'm your shepherd you need to connect let's make it official we, you, you've done the looking 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 come on jump in I promise you the water's good it's nice and warm come on here alright and you can be in Denver you can be in Atlanta you can be anywhere across America and literally around the world and be connected to Harvest Church this is spiritual so we don't have to meet we don't have to talk we don't have to touch it's a spiritual connection and you can be a part of that if you came in late you weren't able to give get that ready if you're going to sow the seal get that ready here's our seed and I heard the Lord say this loud and clear it's the same thing he said son same from Sunday I heard him loud and clear I said the same thing he said same thing it's 37 now, depending on where you're at, here's what you're going to put on the back end of that seed. I'm doing my text to give right now. For some of us, here's what you're going to do. You're going to do Ezekiel 37 and 8 because that's a new beginning. For some of you, you're going to do Ezekiel 37 and 9 because you've, you've not been using your voice right. 9 is birthing. I'm about to birth my own blessing. 
Come on here. <laughs> I'm about to birth my own blessing. I'm about to birth my own breakthrough. Say, Bishop, I don't have that. Get as close as you can to that. But I encourage you to sow. Why do we sow the seal? I never did this before May of 2022. Never did it before May of 2022. In May of 2022, the Lord says, son, I want you to do that every prayer, every service. And can I be honest with you? You know, it's, I said, Lord, that's, that's, that's a lot of seed. He said, because I'm about to release wealth into the hands of the people of harvest. He said, so I want you to give them every opportunity to sow. And I'm going to release every opportunity to bring, not, look at me, not riches, but wealth. What's the difference? Riches is money. Wealth is bigger than money. Wealth is land, inheritances, insurance policies. One of our Atlanta harvesters walked up to me a few weeks ago and said, Bishop, since I've been connected to harvest, he said he had gotten a notification or, or something to that effect, probably watching right now, saying uh, that he, uh, there was something, some money that was left for him he didn't even know anything about. See, riches you earn, wealth is transferred. Good God Almighty. Say, riches and wealth will be in my house. How can you sow it? Use the cash app. Donald Simon Bishop form with the number two. PayPal, Vidmo, Zell, Givelify. That's available. The email us hello at harvestchurch.church. You can use text to give. That's the way I give. Text the amount to 84321. That's what I was just doing on my phone. Text to give. We're a blessed people, Harvest. While you're getting your giving ready, let's just quickly go over to Harvest at a glance. Our third quarter numbers are in. I just want you to see this real fast so that you can see what God has done. I want you to see this. Um, here's the number now that we've given to missions domestic and abroad. $647,651 that we've given to missions domestic and abroad. I want you to celebrate. Look up there at that Instagram number. Our combined Instagram followers, actually that's below, that's back now. Between the Bishop Foreman page and the Harvest Church page, 200, it's actually 226,000 now because Bishop Foreman hit 200,000 yesterday. These are lives that matter to God. So many things that God is doing in and through Harvest, and God is good to us. Your faithful giver changes lives, and faithful givers flourish. Lift your giving to the Lord in the building and online. And what are we naming this seed? It's very simple. Value. 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 That's it. You got a blue light special in your valley. You got a 50% off coupon in your valley. Say, Lord, I'm blessed to be a blessing. I'm a faithful giver. Therefore, I flourish. All things work together for my good. Thank you that there's value in every valley I find myself in. In Jesus' name, amen. Masters are passing here at Grape Street online. You can hop off of the stream or scan the QR code. I love you, Wednesday. Don't forget our schedule this upcoming Sunday. Don't forget our schedule this upcoming Sunday, 9-15, in this building and online. And then next Sunday night, on the 20, or this coming Sunday night, the 29th, at 6 p.m. in Atlanta at 4479 South Atlanta Road, Southeast at 6 p.m. We'll have that interest service. And then online, 915, 11-15, 1-15, 4 o'clock, and 7. Uh, that's all mountain time for my online family. And don't forget, on Sunday night after the interest service in Atlanta, We've got the mixer there, so we'll give next steps and we'll give dates. I'm going to keep everybody updated about what we're doing, how we're doing it. But let me just say thank you, Harvest, for being mature. Thank you for realizing our assignment, 
Um, this month has required us to do things a little different, but uh, how many of you know that it's all working together for our good and God's glory and lives are being changed? Do you know every single inch of service people have gotten saved in Atlanta? Can you praise God for that? So we thank God for it. Let's do it together, everybody. Love God, love people, and love life. I'll be down front to meet and greet you in just a few moments. Hug two or three people on your way out and just tell Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 55498 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.